Welcome to Trek Companion. This is episode 318. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're going to finish off Star Trek Picard's second season with the episodes Hide and Seek and Farewell. Here we go. Hide and Seek, Season 2, Episode 9, original release date, April 28, 2022, directed by Michael Weaver, written by Matt Okamura and Chris Derrick. Guest cast include Annie Wershing as Borg Queen, James Callis as Maurice Picard, Madeline Weiss as Yvette Picard, Sol Rodriguez as Teresa Ramirez, and Brent Spiner as Adam Soon. In a battle royale at Chateau Picard, Angus is conscious, blocks the Queen from the ship's systems until Seven and Rafi arrive. They try to use the ship against the Queen. Unfortunately, she overpowers them and mortally wounds Seven. Picard and Tillian escape from soon in the tunnels beneath the Chateau. Picard recalls his mother having a mental break while they were playing hide-and-seek in the tunnels when he was a boy, revealing a tragic repressed memory from Picard's childhood. You're ready? Is that you? Yes. No. I think we are becoming something new. Something better. Adam, get us started on the penultimate episode of Picard's second season. This is the second to last episode of season two. And I think I've mentioned this before in multiple episodes this season that, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself out there to the viewers, but what they're trying to do here, I, I, you know, when they're in the writing room, what they were trying to put together with Picard and this incredibly sad and traumatic experience that he had as a child, you know, you know, um, the guilt of, of feeling responsible for his mother's death, for his mother's suicide. It's that's, that's really heavy and deep stuff. And it's a really huge insight into Picard, you know, looking at his character all the way back. So I like that idea. I like that they go to that extreme with this tragic event that has shaped him throughout his whole life. Now, getting to that point is the mess. We have these flashback scenes in the middle of these action scenes. It's To me, it's disconjointed. It's like, okay, they're running from these Borg drones. They're shooting. You got seven. And then all of a sudden, we're in a flashback where Picard's a child with his mother, his father. You know, And there's a lot of that back and forth in the first, you know, at least third of the episode and you know um so i I don't know it's just disconjointed and i I think i just had to separate the two i'm like okay i like what they're doing here even though i don't like how they got here um and then the battle for the ship um i think there was some i I don't know i couldn't help but the the i love seven and i like the character rafi but i don't i didn't really particularly care for their action scenes fighting scenes and their action scenes and like and they have to take on a Borg with a corkscrew and what did she have like a hammer? I don't know. It was just it was it's fairly ridiculous to me. Like all, all of that. Some other things I I like the Queen. I like what they did with this. I like that storyline. Um, but getting there again is has been the problem. So those were my takes on this episode. That entire fight sequence, like the battle, I should say, with the a little bit Borgified, but not really Mercs, which, by the way, if they're not really, I mean, why was it, Why were they at all? I, I, I don't really understand. I didn't see much Borginess there. 
but we know from the end of the previous episode that they got borgied a little. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, but it just seemed like they were just kind of standing a few feet apart and then just shooting for a long time. And even even when it would show like where they were standing, I was like, well, wouldn't they kind of end up shooting each other a little bit? That way <laughs> they're standing there. Or they were so like completely overwhelmed or should have been because they were so outnumbered. There were all these Borgi mercs, mercenaries, that seemed like they were only a f- 10 or 20 feet outside the room, and yet everybody's shooting. It's just like there was just no sense of geography. And anytime it would cut back to now we're in a totally different part of the house, and it, I mean, that's going to take them an hour to find us. I'm like, but you walked for 10 seconds. I, I mean, it doesn't, it just felt like. It didn't. My favorite is when they beam the Borg into the walls, half in and half out. I'm like, how are they going to cover that up? <laughs> aren't, they, aren't, those, aren't those drones still right. going to be down there? Some, some paint, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That, the little that's what happened in World War II during the Resistance. You, you see. <laughs> so there are real, there are real things to be scared of down there when Picard is a child. So. <laughs> I guess they were Borgified just so that we could say we weren't killing a bunch of innocent humans. Sure. Is that the, the plan? I, I don't know. Well, they were clearly, but they were they had to be mercenaries to begin with, so they couldn't have been that likable. <laughs> yeah, even when we were following these people for a long time, like the set, we've talked about that before. These sets seem off. They seem kind of cheap, and I don't know. They don't they don't feel real. They don't feel real. But anyway, uh, Steve, your your first thoughts here. No, I, I agree with what's been said. Um, it's, it's kind of more of the same. They, they have an end point that on paper might sound intriguing, but they have n- no idea how to get there. And so they just, it's just absolutely convoluted, crazy stuff. And I, and I, and I made a lot of the same notes in terms of the fights and things like that too. It, it, this is the episode, right? Where Rios comes back and then everyone else stands around while he fights them. And I don't understand that either. It's like, yeah, I'm going to come here and save the day and no one else can fight except him. And he somehow, I, I, th- that's another dumb thing in a series of dumb things here. But in and, and there's, and there's, uh, you know, talk about the stuff with Rafi and seven, um, more of the tonal kind of issues where they'll have like an argument or something in the midst of a, period of something's happening where it just seems totally wrong that they're talking about what they're talking about and so it, I, I can't relate to it even if it's an interesting notion whatever they're they're discussing um i it's, yeah it's just it's just all, all sorts of problems it's like they decided they're gonna they're gonna end at some kind of point they would say wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if and fill in the blank and all these kinds of things and then they have no real way to organically get to those points and so it's it's very odd and uh, convoluted and not not satisfying. The Elnor stuff was was I, I didn't get it. Like so, he's a hologram. They say they say he's a hologram, but he's clearly wearing a holographic emitter, like Voyager died. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he's hiding from everybody. Like, okay, I better be yeah. careful. Why? I don't want to. I don't want to get shot. Like, and they were they were shooting at him. Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe did they they put him did they put him on the holographic emitter so that they could have a reason to shoot at him? Maybe. Maybe they're really shooting at the emitter. But why is he wearing emitter on the La Serena when we know that it has emitters everywhere for holograms? And by the way, have you ever heard of, oh, this ship, anybody that ever steps on it, we can make a full hologram of them, including their entire personality. And apparently, whatever the last thoughts they are, 
seconds before they die. That is also all we we continually monitor their <laughs> brain patterns so that we can be sure to include their last thoughts if in the future we ever need to create a hologram. What the f is happening in this show? It doesn't make well, any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Who would think it makes sense? I don't. I, Isn't that pretty much just a clone? You, you, you just get cloned right before you die. Like, yeah. If you're near a hollow holodeck. It's silly. It's just silly, you know. It's it's not good. It's 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 bad. And and I was reason, I was curious recently. I, I listened to. I wanted to see what we said at the beginning of the pandemic, and I went back and found the first episode where we really talked about it. It was like the end of March. It wasn't the one where lockdowns first started happening. It was the end of March. 2020 but anyway that that made me kind of because we were doing some voyager stuff so then i'm like oh yeah and i went back and i listened to some of my rant from <laughs> voyager's endgame i think what i need to avoid when i'm when i feel like i do like for the this season of picard especially you know these episodes i, I just need to it doesn't need to be personal i can just say this is you know qualitatively awful and bad you don't need to be like personally, well, you're disappointed because there's the, of the you're disappointed because of the potential. So there's yeah, there's reason to be upset, but yeah, not personal. I'm enjoying as we record this. It is actually first contact day, and we are seven episodes into Picard season three. We get episode eight tomorrow, uh, and I'm enjoying it so much that I'm okay with season two being as bad as it is. If that's you know it. it I, I would rather this exists and we get season three than this <laughs> terrible season two doesn't exist. I certainly hope that season three continues to not really reference this season in any way because I don't ever want to watch this season again. I don't ever want to watch Hide and Seek and Farewell again, ever. And I do think Picard's season two, we can talk about that at the end of our show, but I do think it's the, the worst overall season of Star Trek. Of course, there are worst individual episodes and stuff, but it's the worst overall you know, season. It's just, it's just bad. And, um, this, this episode is, is a perfect example of it. It just doesn't make a lick of sense. It just doesn't. But we all have a right to be disappointed in here because you can see what they're trying to do in here. I mean, the scenes with Laris and Picard, they're good scenes where they're getting to the heart of what is mentally ailing him in, in his, in his, in his lifelong struggle. And I did, um, I did enjoy the Girardi queen dynamic that went on here and the, you know, her taking the ship. I thought that was, I thought that was a cool way to ride it, you know, with where we're at. So there are a couple positives I could have taken out of this episode, but like I said, it's almost like suspending disbelief. You just got to have to not pay attention to all the, you just have to not pay attention to all the other stuff that we've not talked about well for one thing they retcon picard's vision of his old mother if this episode was good if this season was good i'd probably be more okay with that but when it's bad i <laughs> i don't want them to do anything that's really yeah. affects the canon uh steve what did you think of that retconning well i mean I, I i guess i give them credit for you know doing what they didn't do with the guinan problem right they had some line to explain it you know so if they're going to go through this i mean if we if you, if you got to do this then at least you explain something that otherwise would have said wait a minute back in this season you know that's so it's fine i remember i remember the first time watching it having to explain why they put that line in there i mean it was immediate like I, I I paused it and told my wife, "Here's why they had to say this." You know, just because it was, you know, such an odd, out of right field kind of. You know, did she thing. have to commit suicide? Did she have to die? She could have just been 
you know, she's right. going to spend her life living with these mental health issues. And yeah, I agree. I but agree. they they had to like really try to take it over the top and make it about his guilt for letting her out so that she could commit suicide. I mean, did that really? I don't know. I'm not sure that brought it enough there to, to warrant that. I mean, you'd had to build so much around it. And that's the problem here is that they have these kind of ideas like, what if the reason, I mean, you know, in the writing room, maybe it's broke. The story breaks in a way that everyone's like intrigued. Like, what if Picard's the way he is is because he's responsible, or at least partly so, or he thinks he is for the death of his mother or something like that. Hmm, you know, but then they just, it's a train wreck to get to that point, you know? And so... Right. That, that that's that that's they 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 didn't like they didn't like plan it adequately right they didn't get to the point of well, how are we going to do that does that make sense and then or, or something instead they just kind of go down this path and on top of it the the season doesn't really support it that's the problem is like you have these these things they they discuss it it comes up the what's plaguing him and why he does what he does but it's not the focus the, there's so many things kind of like in season one there's so many things going on that you can't really focus on that and think that's the theme happening you only can like say well that's probably what they tried to do that's the maybe the thing they tried to do in the theme but they also tried 25 other things they threw against the wall to see if something stuck or whatever so brian i i agree with you that the weight of this isn't justified and i think steve said the same thing I mean, this this subject matter deserved so much more than they gave to it. I mean, this is it's serious stuff. It's mental illness, it's suicide, and it's a boy who has repressed all this because he felt he was resp- responsible. At the very least, they deserve to do a whole episode, one just devote one whole episode to this, just this. But we learn about it in the middle of a firefight with yep. quarter drones. Um, and that's the problem. It's not the the choice that they made to, you know, have her commit suicide and die. That's a, for lack of a better term, that's that's an interesting and in-depth thing to look at and and see how it affects a person's psyche and their lives going forward. So uh, just just getting there was just not good. Yeah. The other thing that they try is this touchy-feely Borg, you know, Um convinced to try to make new happy Borgs, I guess, from the Borg Queen. Talk about Voyager kind of defanged the Borg a bit, but here it's it's really over the top. The Queen, for God's sake. Oh, we did last time ask, why is she helping Soong if this is just going to more bring about the very world that destroys the borg she there's a line here to try and soften that but it doesn't again it doesn't doesn't it strains credulity what she says something like um we not now we know the federation's the threat so we will prepare okay you're also you better hope that your uh ship doesn't malfunction on the way to the delta quadrant (laughs) this is a whole catch-22 i mean i think we said this before it's like what is brent smiter doing in this season He's just in really it to be an and, and and I I enjoy watching him, even though I'm like, you have nothing to do with anything that's going on. But I still enjoy watching you act and be a jerk and all that kind of thing. So I mean, the only thing I can think of is it's just frosting for fans and it did not work. Even like they try they try to do some nostalgia stuff. Well, that's that's in the next episode, but just as an example of how pointless Soong is. He pulls out a folder that says something about, you know, con. But then you actually think about it. You look at the date. It's like, this is done. This has already happened. It's already passed. This is many, many years in the past. And con is on the Botany Bay, way out in space. 
what is what is the point of that? Soon, just he's just a guy on the side commenting on scenes. What, there's no reason to have that in the, in this show. Does that reference? Is that a reference to Enterprise? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe mm. the five, I mean, but it's a poor way of doing that. They should have just said genetic engineer. I mean, probably. Some distant relative of his is going to assist the. Because then, it, yeah, season, season four of Enterprise, there's genetically created. In a way, that family's kind of pathetic. I mean, they just never go anywhere, right? They just like one son does what the father did, another son was the father did, and it's just on and on and on. It's like, wow, hundreds of years of the same thing, you know, or close to the same thing. And they all look the same too. So you know, something else that's pointless. Wesley Crusher in here recruiting. Uh, that's the next episode, though. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just kind of like, right. where is this coming from? But we'll get to that. What is this episode about? Well, I mean, what I think they're trying to do to try, try and say in this is you have to face your trauma. You have to face your guilt. You have to keep it conscious to be a whole person. Do they do a good job at saying that? No. Not at all. Yeah, I guess that that's could be what they're trying to say. Steve, has has your wife been enjoying this show? Is it just us that hates it? I think she she doesn't have the experience the swings we do as much, right? I mean, uh, she definitely recognizes that season three is better than the prior seasons, but I don't think to the same appreciation level we do. All right, let's do six degrees for hide and seek. Adam. Yes. The guard mentions he imagined his mommy as an old woman, as he did in Next Gens, where no one has gone before. What season was that? No one has gone before. Season three? Nope. Steve? One. Yep. That one, when you actually think about the episode, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's season one. Just the way people look and the way the show looks. and Yeah. All right. Steve has one. Moving on. Farewell, Season 2, Episode 10. Original release date, May 5th, 2022. Directed by Michael Weaver. Written by Christopher Monfett and Akiva Goldman. Guest cast include Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan, Penelope Mitchell as Renee Picard, Sol Rodriguez as Teresa Ramirez, John Delancey as Q, and Will Wheaton as Wesley Crusher. Despite Picard's protests, Tillian interprets the queen's message as her needing to sacrifice herself to save Renee. She uses a holographic disguise to thwart Soon's attempted murder of Renee. After his failure, Soon returns home to find that Cora has deleted his digital files, though he still has a physical file labeled Project Khan. Q and Picard discuss the why. Q explains that Picard has finally accepted himself fully, and his hope is that Picard lets go of the past and doesn't end up alone, because it matters to him. Farewell, Mon Capitaine. It's time for me to go. But not alone. Isn't that the point of all this? Steve, kick us off on Farewell. Well, I don't think it's the worst episode in the season, probably, um, but at least maybe it's just because it's over that I'm thinking that. I don't know, but it essentially everything comes to a head we have uh, the uh the notion of what 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 uh, the talon character or whatever has to sacrifice which is again a convoluted kind of thing they just decide that's got to happen and so they draw a map to get there um you've got 
the the notion with this particular soon that all wrapping up in a kind of a strange confusing way and we have uh the cameo with uh will wheaton okay i suppose it's interesting that we had, we now know there's a couple different kernels of uh, star trek lore they're now tied together we didn't know before so that that's interesting for uh, travelers and the watchers yes yes so they, I, earlier this season i was confusing them now i really remember why i was confusing them but yeah 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 i'm so indifferent about both the travelers and the watchers that i don't care <laughs> right 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 so Fine, okay great. I don't care. they, yeah, they okay. can they can be together yeah sure yeah yeah, so, you know, Rios, we, last time we'll see him then. They're wrapping that story up. He's staying behind. Anyway, it, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just kind of they're, they're, they're finishing off, and uh, they tie a bow on it, and they have the whole weirdness with this new fangled special happy Borg um, are going to help us all out. We're going to help them, and now can the Borg join the Federation? Oh, sure. You know, why don't we, why don't we do that? So... If there was any question at the end of this, but now that we're into season three, I don't think this is a spoiler for season three, but if you think it might be, you skip ahead a minute if you haven't watched it. But there is a line in season three that seems to put this in context that these are just a specific special Borg offshoot and not all the other Borg. And most of the Borg are still what we normally think of as the, you know, the terrifying Borg. And not the happy little Borg here that are guarding some mystery gate. Adam, your first thoughts? So the you know, the scene with Tillian where she dies, it's it's touching, but at the same time we know she's not really dead because Laris is back in Picard's timeline. So and for the record, how this what this what does this mean? I'm still calling her not Laris. And every time not Soji shows up, I'm thinking, Oh, that's not Soji. That's what I <laughs> that's what I call them. <laughs> yeah no, yeah no no i get what you're saying so i mean you know we discussed this at, at length um, a few podcasts back i'm like oh you know what was the point of having just have that character come with them it doesn't you know whatever so but it's a it's a nice scene you know and you in what picard's gone through and they're really good together it's i'm, I'm trying to find the positives going on this so i did like that scene between the two of them her death scene it she's she was really her performance in it was really great um you know, you know, you felt it from her, you know, so I, I did enjoy that scene and the scene between Picard and Q, you know, where they're discussing, you know, the whys and why Q has done this and what Picard means to Q. I thought that was a good scene. Um, I did. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I would have preferred to have more Q in this, in this series kind of, you know, he started off. In every episode, the first three or four episodes, he was in every episode, and then he kind of went away for several episodes, and we got a glimpse of him in that weird, where they were being held by the FBI. So yeah, I mean, and that's what I was saying. It's like, when I look at all the Q, when I think about all the Q episodes from the original series, you know, he is he is a part of the whole thing, and he didn't really feel like a part of this until the end. And that's disappointing to me, because I did enjoy this scene, and I, you know, you think about the the history of these two and what they've gone through. And it did feel heartfelt and 
So I, I did like that. I mean, the end where, you know, you know, where they're in the forest and he gives them a hug. It's a little corny, but that didn't bother me. Um, and the end scene, you know, this anomaly that just kind of shows up out of the nowhere and they're going to be the gatekeepers. I'm like, I'm, I was like, I, I didn't really care. Cause at that point I was like, all right, the, this was about the death of Q. Fine. We're just going to, we got to wrap the rest of this stuff up. Why do they come here? And yada, yada, yada. And so that's, that's how I, how could you make it all about some other mystery anomaly that comes in in like the last 10 minutes of the last episode of the whole season? That's what it was all about. We never heard a peep about it before this. It's, uh, ugh. <laughs> I put this in my notes because it annoys me, you know, when there's a flash, you know, so this anomaly, it's really a bright and it's flashy. And then they go to these, uh, they did this in Star Wars too. And then they go to all these planets where they can see the light. I'm like, really? Are they right next to this anomaly? I mean, you know, it takes light a long time to, to, to travel. So I don't, that always annoys me when science fiction does that. There's, they're, there's this battle in distant space and they go to the planet scenes where they can see it in the sky. I'm like, that's BS. You're not going to ever be able to see that. <laughs> and, and this whole, like, he's like, you have just saved millions of lives. I'm like, this is meaningless. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. 10 seconds ago. <laughs> These are just words that it doesn't mean a damn thing. This is stupid. Urgh. And then they're scared. And then they make it ominous. So we have to guard the game because we don't know what's coming through. It just, it's silly. <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to set up a third season that didn't happen, thankfully, but yeah. What, what's sad is that it, that certain things are neglected and there's emphasis placed on things that have no meaning. And that's, that's really the thing that, that, that gets aggravating. I mean, you talked about, talk about Q and him dying and all that stuff too. Okay. They spend a little bit of time on that, but they have, they, they teased this, like he was such a big part of the season. And the, and the notion that they're trying to sell is that, his actions or what he's trying to do is help Picard and teach him another lesson, like a tapestry kind of thing, right? But it's so convoluted that I don't even understand how Q taught him a lesson and what he learned exactly or why he was responsible for that. And when you and and, and it's there's so little time is spent with Q that it it's makes the death um, less meaningful. And that's sad because he was such a, a crucial character and such an important character in next gen and then the, and then like you said they they end the whole thing with this thing that we don't care about and it's like why why did you do that when that other cue that we only met for that one episode on voyager died that was more meaningful right. than the death yep. of our beloved q here after 35 years that's nuts Come on, man! They didn't have to do anything. You could just put you just put those two <laughs> actors together in a room, and they create magic. I mean, the five minute scene they had together in this episode, I wouldn't say it's the best scene they've each had together in their um, all their encounters. I wouldn't even say it's the best written scene they've ever. But it's good because they are both outstanding at their craft, and when they come together, that chemistry lights up even more. So you didn't you just throw them in the room and let them. Ad lib, and they probably would have kind of come up with that. All, all the performances are really good. You know, there were moments. Uh, Rafi was saying, "There's, there's a, there's a scene Rafi has with Seven. There's, and then there's a scene in I think the previous episode where what Rafi is talking to Elnor, and I, and I thought, if I think about the actual words that she's saying, like totally out of context, and this is just not good writing. But she's selling it. She's a good actress, and she's good in this role. And I thought that consistently about everybody's performances. I mean, even the Picard Q scene, I thought the writing was a little messy, but they are so good that I bought it. Like I said, that's the disappointment. They had all the pieces 
do something amazing. From the beginning of this entire series, the words I think I used were wasted resources. And how excited we all were about the thought of bringing Picard back and keeping the canon. Like, oh, he's he's decades older. The character's going to be decades older. You know, great. Just, yeah, wasted resources. So I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring up the the Guinan thing again. So she, oh, so every, everything's back in order. Like she remembers him from that that timeline that they just came from, and I guess the timeline before. So so now everything is in order. So that just it makes it even worse. The only way that makes any bloody sense is if she does not remember Mark Twain stuff. Right. 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 That's not the case. It's, once again, we we have we have unless a, she can remember multiple timelines or something. Well, we I have don't a chronological expert on our show, so <laughs> now Steve is going to explain to us how it all makes sense. Oh man, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not going to be an apologist for this. <laughs> yeah, it, it it they they'd have to have some stretched crazy notion that she can fathom different timelines which they established like the board queen can do right so it's not out of the question that one can remember quote unquote different timelines i guess but why do you even go there why do you dig your the hole like that to, but to if she swim? didn't remember the 19th century stuff when picard saw her in 2020 yeah, what was it 2024 yeah. right but now back to whatever it, it is 2399 2400 she does remember the 2024 stuff with Picard. That means she must continue to not remember the 19th century, you know, Time Zero stuff. That, that is logical. Right? That is or, logical. But it still would have had to happen because the timeline has been brought together. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You, you said before that there, the writer's arguments were that stuff never happened because the timeline was altered. But now we've repaired the timeline, so those things have happened. So she must have. Rem she should be remembering that. But I don't, I don't, it doesn't make any bloody sense. It was just a silly no. choice to make. It doesn't make any sense. You made it hard and you didn't need it's to. Very convoluted. Just, you could have just had her remember Picard when he saw her in 2024 and that's it. And nobody would have questioned it, but yeah, they make it convoluted and complicated. And then it, yeah, then it ruins the end. It ruins the end of the, the season, you know, with that. Or it could just be, instead of her telling him, he could be telling her. About this thing she doesn't remember from 2024, this alternate timeline that he went back and fixed. I don't know, but it's just – Time Zero already existed. That was first. We know that happened, right? It, that, that's what's so – it's so bizarrely inconsistent. Like that last episode, he has – they have to insert a line to explain a 10-second scene in the first <laughs> season of Picard of, of Next Gen. His old mother. And yet they ignore this whole two-part – episode from the fifth season whatever and so they can do this stupid uh plot line that's not worth it i i don't i do not understand it how did that come to pass wasted resources whoopi goldberg is going to come back and revive and, and, and reprise her role as guinan awesome amazing pointless they didn't do anything with it except confuse us so yeah wasted resources is your nice way of saying it brian but i mean i don't know what it is do they did the the showrunners and the writers, did they not understand? It almost seems like they only kind of watched some of Next Gen. They only watched the first season, yeah. For, for the first season. So, it, I, look, somebody out there, if you're working on Star Trek and if you're writing and you're producing and you're doing all the Star Trek stuff to make it for us fans to watch it, kudos to you. I don't need you to love Star Trek. I just need you to understand it. Understand 
understand it. And it, that's that's what it seems like happened in this season is that you had people making the show who didn't understand Star Trek. We know how that works. Mr. Baird, Jordy is not an alien. <laughs> you made a bad movie. You don't know anything about Star Trek. You don't care to know anything about Star Trek. You know what I mean? It's like, I at least feel here like they care, but they're just misguided. I, I don't know. I don't know. There were, So there were things in this episode that not Laris decides she needs to talk to Renee, but we got this long speech about how that was their most sacred, literally like their most sacred, sacred rule was to never, ever interact that way. And here she decides to abandon decades of of efforts in three seconds. And even all of that, all that was so that she could just impersonate Picard. Or, yeah, Renee Picard, so that Soon could kill her. Wouldn't it have been easier to just, you know, stop Soon? I think you have the technology to maybe, yeah, you know, knock him out the first second you see him. Oh, by the way, even if none of that is a conversation, how the hell is some guy who literally shows up minutes before the launch given permission to just go say hi in person? To, I don't care if he's made a donation. I don't <laughs> think that's how quarantine before uh, they're going to Mars for six months. They can't get, I don't know, the flu or something because that's the whole – you're defeating the whole point of the quarantine before the launch. It, why is that so easy for him to just – I made a donation. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're right. Yeah, you can totally go see him. What? What? Yeah, I, I totally I totally agree with everything you're saying, Brian, but I love seeing Brett Spider <laughs> be such a jerk to that woman. <laughs> it actually made me laugh. I'm like, oh, he's so good at being a jerk. I mean, but this is pointless. <laughs> Well, and then and then Q explains that oh, this was worth it because this is the only universe in which they actually met each other, or some nonsense throwaway line like this. You know what it reminds me of? To be honest with you, it reminds me of my six-year-old daughter and I playing like a kind of improv play with toys, and then you something that a non sequitur happens because you're playing with a six-year-old, and you have to explain it in the narrative of the, of your play. That's what this kind of stuff feels like. It feels like it's like. Oh, that well is worth it because we did this kind of thing here. Let me throw it. It doesn't. It's 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 just nonsense, and it, and it's like no one thought it out. Like they're making it up as they go along or something. At least they should have been like in the writing. Maybe we should go back and tone down that speech she had a few episodes back, where she talks about how this is their most sacred rule. <laughs> Maybe we should back off that just a little bit. <laughs> Don't they pretty much have this all written before they start this way? This yeah. works now, especially I mean, this season because of the COVID. Right? It was written and it was supposed to go before cameras. And then they stopped for a year and they ended up, that's why they ended up shooting seasons two and three sort of back to back, even though, you know, season three wasn't ready to go. It's just that season two was, and they had to wait a year to start shooting shooting season two because of COVID. So definitely they knew, (laughs) definitely could have made some adjustments earlier in the season if they wanted to make this make a little more sense. You know, the whole Wesley thing, you know. It's the kind of thing where, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia and Easter eggy stuff in Picard season three. And for the most part, I've been on, there was one episode where I I thought maybe, maybe it was borderline one too many, but I'm still with it. I love it. And here they do just a couple. They do Wesley showing up and talking about the travelers are in charge of the watchers. And they have um, soon look at the folder that says Khan. And I'm just like, the show isn't working. The story is not good, these nostalgia things have the opposite effect on me. If if the story isn't working, they, they detract rather than enhance. 
And Wesley would fit much better in season three than he did here. Well, I think what it does, it's kind of like any any um, media or something that references another one that's far superior to it. It just makes you want to go watch that. Watch it makes you just, makes yeah. you just want to exit this and go back to that. If, if it's if it's that bad, that's what it felt like. You know, one thing I, I was talking to you guys before we started recording, but one thing I remember being concerned about before season three started. Well, the two two comments about season three. One, I remember saying, "Just looks like there's a big bad villain, and they're going to spend the season finding this villain." And but you know what? Season three has been great, and I've been cool with it. And I realize how much of an effect it has. If it's just good, then then all those things are fine. That's that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is, I was concerned about it might be confusing for us. I mean, our listeners can do whatever they want, but we are choosing to watch and discuss season two basically at the same time that season three is airing. And I was concerned that was going to be difficult to hop back and forth like that. And it hasn't been. It has not been because season three is so completely different. I don't just mean that it's good and this is bad. I mean, it's just a completely different show. If it had a different title, I would have believed it. It's so completely different. So it has not been a problem at all to, to jump back and forth. Although I admit that I'm glad that we're finally finishing up with season two. Well, I think that's maybe another another thing that like a lesson learned perhaps to them is that from season one to season two, it felt like they were they felt obligated to have an ensemble cast and and do something with everybody. Like this bunch of people, they got to do something with them in the second season. And so you've got several people that almost feel like the the, uh, the characters are shoehorned into a plot that is just taking up space and not allowing you to do anything real. And they don't do that for season three. I mean, so I think it's like a to me that's a that's a lesson there it's like you know make something that is a good story if you don't need characters and they're just getting in the way don't do that you know you, you that that that's that 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 was one of the problems one of the one of the many problems of a problem for season two i think and the perfect example of that is seven and this season i kind of felt like the other didn't have much to do not after she after the the president thing that was kind of interesting maybe but then after that no nothing but nothing. if you look at her in season three there is a definite purpose to her character being there and 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 growing and 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 that kind of thing because the viewers out there i mean yeah, it wouldn't this, work with someone else if you swap the character in yeah. season three it wouldn't you would have to completely change the writing and here that's not the case you could have swapped her with elnor or something yeah. and it wouldn't have mattered don't get me wrong, I love Jerry Ryan, and I loved watching her in the season. You know, Brian, you mentioned that all their performances are good. They did what they could with what they got, what they, what they had. So, but yeah, I mean, that's the perfect example of what Steve was saying. Seems like Seven was just thrown in the season because I had her in season one, and like, oh, let's bring Seven back. And I just didn't know what she was doing in this. She was just kind of like a glorified extra to me in this season. What is this episode about? I mean, you got to go to the scene with Q and Picard if you want to try and say this episode is about anything i mean the the sad part about this season is we got five minutes with them together when we should have had a lot more throughout the season q just explaining to him like you know you to overcome these things to overcome these things in humanity and why he matters to him and that relationship so that's what i take from this episode is that five minute scene I don't know if that's really what this episode is about, but that's those are the. If I remember anything about this episode or this season two, years from now, it'll at least be that scene, and I, I'm I'll take solace. In it. 
Yeah, I think I think that what they tried to do in the last episodes, what they tried to do in the season, maybe, or at least that was the premise. That's this notion, kind of like the episode in Next Gen, the Tapestry episode, with where he's, you know, teaching a Picard that things, you know, all these things that happen to you are, are part of you and letting them be a part of you, acknowledging these things is, is worthwhile and fulfilling and helps you realize who, why you are who you are or something like that, right? And it's just the unfortunate thing is that they just spent, they really spent so little time trying to get to that point. If they, if they had every episode asked themselves, is this, is this delivering that? Is this catering to that point that we're trying to make? Maybe we would have had a different result here. But I, I think this, this final episode is trying to say that because that's what the, the ending is and the cue Picard stuff is trying to wrap up. All right, let's do six degrees for farewell. Steve? Will Wheaton returns as Wesley Crusher, not counting his cameo in Nemesis. We last saw him in Next Gen's Journey's End. What season of Next Gen was that? Oh, yeah. Uh, seventh? Yes, sir. Right near the end. I think it was episode twenty twenty one. It was really close to the end of season seven. Steve takes it for the day. Let's do a quick kind of... I, think, I feel like we've kind of been going over season two overall quite a bit. I think I've probably made my feelings clear. It's it's just um yeah wasted resources. My for some reason the first time they went through I felt I remember thinking that season two was better than season one, but no, not a chance. Season one is not good, and season two is very bad. I, so pretty bad season two. Um, just bad writing. I think I think season two fools you because the first couple episodes were actually pretty solid. There's some solid setup, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that's what it was. I think that it may have been like since they're changing gears and it's a little different in the first couple episodes. You're you have a you're, you have an optimism. You're thinking, oh, this, this is a different, interesting. It's it's moving. It's action. Something, and and then it gets the way it goes. You know, the whole convoluted mess it is. It's it's own. It's like it's too complex for its own good. They, I don't know if they just they just tried to fit too many things. They tried to, they tried to fit too many things in the episodes they had and they didn't, they just did not focus on any, anything, you know, and, it, and, and just made a mess of a, and try to explain these, these moves, try to connect dots that don't connect things like that. You know, that that's kind of been the theme in one and two, but more with the season two, because it's just, there's just so much. I'm totally agree. I'm in, I'm, not to harp on season three because we'll get there. But I mean, the, the difference between the episodes in season three, there's far, sim- maybe simpler is not the best word to use, but I mean, they have more direction. There's more focus. It's just not all over the place. Like we, like we get in these first two seasons of Picard. I mean, it's been a problem in discovery. My hope is the last season of discovery, they look at season three of Picard and they're like, Oh, you know what? They kind of simplified things and, not so convoluted. Maybe we should try that, and, and maybe we'll get a really good, you know, last season of Discovery as well. That doesn't seem very likely, considering the timing <laughs> of Discovery's fifth season was made. And but who knows? Maybe <laughs> there are always possibilities, Brian. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. I'm glad we're done with Picard season two. We'll give a bow to John Delance. I mean, we'll never see him as Q again. So yeah, it's kind of sucks. I mean, in my head, John Delancey finished his Q stuff on Voyager, probably, and his time with Picard was finished at the end of Next Gen. All good things. That's the end of John Delancey with Picard for me. I think we are going to delay our next podcast by one week. 
so that we can our first podcast kicking off season three in which we discuss the first two episodes of season three will be the week after the season three finale airs that's kind of my plan if you gentlemen if you agree with that that makes sense yes i concur all right, so I wanted to mention it now so our listeners know that we'll be taking a week off, basically. So instead of coming back in two weeks, we're going to come back in three weeks. Which is a rare thing for us to take a week off. I know. Look at that. In the meantime, you can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, at trekcompanion. Thank you so much for sticking with us as we went through Picard Season 2. I hope you'll be back to go through Picard season three with us. You know, that's one great thing. Picard season three is so great. Everybody's going to want to rewatch it. <laughs> so they're going to be like, yeah, let's rewatch it and listen to Trek Companion. It'd be good. See, I, I've already rewatched it <laughs> a couple times. And for so. those of you, those out there who are tired of us being downer, Debbie downers, it'll be a much more positive. Um, We're going to remind you of how much we love Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, they did an, we, we should have mentioned one bit of news. They announced a Starfleet Academy show this week, but it kind of implied that it was going to be a Discovery spinoff. So that kind of dampers my enthusiasm. But, you know, hey, maybe it'll be a great show. And we should, we should be excited when they announce a Star Trek show, for God's sake. So it's like going to start Tilly. They didn't say that, but anyway, uh, we'll talk more about that in the future. Thank you again for spending an hour with us. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. Stefan, I passed it.